Well, not a lot of good news coming out of this one, man. It took a couple of overtimes, but the Sacramento Kings are unable to extend the Minnesota Timberwolves losing streak as the T-Wolves walk into the Golden 1 Center minus Carl Anthony Towns and get the win tonight in double overtime 105 to 104 in what many of us uh, may feel like that was the absolute longest game of our fandom lives. Welcome into the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hoopball and the Hoopball Podcast Network. I'm your host, Amy Barling, and I thank you so much uh, for tuning in and joining us. Hope you had a wonderful Christmas. Hope your holiday season is going absolutely fantastic because Lord knows there is not much going fantastic for the Sacramento Kings right now. And unfortunately, loss aside, uh, none of the news coming out of this game is good. There isn't a lot of optimism coming out of this game, and I hate to be the perpetually negative fan, but I really don't know what to tell you. Uh, if you're a Kings fan, and I assume if you're listening to the Sacramento Kings podcast, that's exactly what you are. I don't know what to tell you about this game. Again, none of it is positive. Sacramento Kings lost De'Aaron Fox in the first two minutes of the game to what appears to be uh, some sort of back injury. Uh, Marvin Bagley exited the game uh, in the third quarter uh, with what appears to be a foot injury. I'm sure we're going to hear from Luke Walton sometime within the next uh, eight to ten minutes, and uh, he'll give us kind of a update, non-update. I'm sure they probably don't have much information on De'Aaron or Marvin Bagley right now, but I'm sure he'll tell us everything is fine and the Kings are working on getting better at certain things, and there's nothing to worry about, despite the fact that the Sacramento Kings are now seven games under 500 uh, in a terrible Western Conference, they have far from played themselves out of playoff contention. Uh, this is a bad conference. This is not the conference we thought it would be heading into the season. Right now, you've got a bunch of teams that are kind of bundled up. You see Portland's playing a little bit better right now. But the uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, they lost tonight. San Antonio Spurs haven't quite gotten themselves together like I thought they would. But the you know, you've just got a bunch of teams here, including the Memphis Grizzlies, the the, the Phoenix Suns, and you know, now you got the Minnesota Timberwolves who headed into this game here at the Golden One Center. They had lost eleven in a row. You know, they had been playing the last, I think it was was it five games without Carl Anthony Towns, and they they were able to get the win tonight. They didn't play well. I I, I don't know what to say about this game. Like, let's 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 go to the beginning. Because, again, we're going to be hearing from Luke Walton here in just a little bit. Uh, you go back to the first quarter. Uh, you look at the, you know, De'Aaron Fox uh, exiting the game. Again, two minutes in, it, it looks like a back injury. Or, you know, they ruled it back spasms uh, as he was hobbling back to the locker room. That locker room came. You could, you could, you could see him mouth the words, my back. Um, he, it's weird. He, I don't want to say he, he didn't. He looked like he was in pain. He looked like he, he looked more uncomfortable uh, than in like excruciating pain. Like, you know, if you've had that excruciating back pain, you can't move. Like, he looked like he was more uncomfortable than he was like in significant pain. But that's easy for me to say watching on TV. Ultimately, you know, I don't know. Hopefully, we'll find out here uh, pretty soon. You know, I talked about Marvin Bagley a second ago. Uh, Bagley exits the game in the third quarter, but he, he starts the first quarter playing pretty well. Uh, which is something I don't think we've said since Marvin Bagley's returned. Uh, he was four of six shooting, uh, nine points, zero rebounds. And, you know, with that said, 
the offense looks just really messy when Marvin Bagley is out there. Like, look around the Sacramento Kings roster here for a quick moment. What is Marvin Bagley's purpose? And, and I don't mean that as a shot at Marvin Bagley. We know he's a, he's a, he's a he's a he's a quality basketball player. But when you look at the scope of this team, thirty what are we, thirty-one games into the season, like go, go go around the starting lineup and ask yourself, like, well, what is Buddy Heald's purpose? Well, Buddy Heald's purpose is uh, create space, hit the open three, hit the open shot. You know, things went south there on that final possession because, again, he's trying to create shots for himself, which is something he's not good at. He was terrible tonight. And Buddy's been terrible a lot lately. And we'll get to that again in a minute. But overall, we know what Buddy's role is with the team, right? What's De'Aaron Fox's role? Like, what is De'Aaron Fox's purposes out, out there on the floor? We know what it is. It's to run the offense. It's to penetrate. It's to get to the basket. It's to find the open man. We know what Rashawn Holmes' role is, right? Be the guy who dominates the middle. Even when Nemanja Bialica is out there, what's his role? Though he's not in the starting lineup right now, what's his role? It's to spread the floor, create some space for De'Aaron Fox. All right. We've got something going here. What's Marvin Bagley's role out there? Right now. now I'm not talking about in the long term. I'm not talking about at the end of the season after the All-Star break. I'm talking about right now. What is Marvin Bagley's purpose out there? I have no idea. I know where Rashawn Holmes' purpose is out there. Imagine. Imagine being the best player on the team. Imagine being, for my money, unquestionably the best player on the team and most consistent player on the team through the first 31 games and being left out of the All-Star campaign. Imagine you see De'Aaron Fox, who's missed... Virtually the entire season, you have Marvin Bagley, who's actually missed more games than De'Aaron Fox. You've got Buddy Barnes, with no mention of Rashawn Holmes from the Sacramento Kings, in their big uh, all-star vote push. Now, none of this matters. None of the Kings are going to make the all-star game. But from like an inter, from like a team perspective, like you, Rashawn Holmes, you're looking at this like, hey, bro, y'all just, like, I'm not here. Y'all couldn't have just made, if nothing else, you couldn't have just made it one more player. But instead, you, you're pushing this narrative of, of, of Marvin Bagley. Despite the fact, one, Marvin Bagley hasn't played. And two, when he has, he's been terrible. And who knows what the game would have looked like with him uh, tonight. Because again, he exited uh, in the third quarter. Appears to be a foot injury. He had this, for my money, was his most solid performance of his return. 6 of 10 shooting, 18 points, 4 rebounds. That was in the 20 minutes he played. And again, I thought that he looked really good in the first quarter. But I still can't get a feel for what the offense is trying to do when he's out there. Like when Luke Walton says sends the starting five out there, what is he saying to them before they go out? Is it a, you, you know, normally when, when you've got a player who is the definitive best player, it's, you know, hey, let's run some plays for Giannis, let's get him going or, or let's try to get James Harden going. Or maybe in that case, hey, let's get Russell Westbrook. You know, uh, let's let's get him some easy baskets first. See how he feels. You know, headed into the second, third quarter. Let's let's do that. Hey, let's let's Kawhi. Make sure we get Paul George hot tonight. Or Paul George. Make sure we get Kawhi hot tonight. Like with the Kings. Like what is Luke saying when he goes out there? Is it? Hey, let's get Buddy some open baskets. Let's let's try to get Buddy an open look where he can. <clears throat> 
catch and shoot. And maybe he'll knock down a couple of baskets. He's been terrible the last, I, I got, we've got to be up to like six games now that he's been terrible. What do you have like, I think he had, uh, what was it, 10 points? I think he had 10 points against the uh, uh, Rockets a couple of nights ago. I think he's been in single digits a couple of times over the last, you know, handful of games. He had 17 tonight, but don't fool yourself into believing that that was a good game because it very much was not. He had 10 points against the Houston Rockets. He had eight points against the the the, the Memphis Grizzlies. He's had uh, seven points against the Indiana Pacers. 14 against Charlotte. All those are losses, by the way. This team is collecting L's at an uncomfortable rate. And he looks at the score. It was 105 to 104 tonight. It was in double overtime. There were three minutes and 50 seconds left in the second overtime before a team broke 100. Man, it was all good just a year ago. Man, and, and I get it. This is, this is a team that's supposed to win defensively, right? That's, that's, that's what we've grasped on that we've talked about here on this podcast. This is a team. That is one basketball games defensively, which exemplifies another problem that the Sacramento Kings have. Buddy Heald has been really, really bad defensively. That uh, break, it wasn't a breakaway layup. It just, it looked like one. It wound up being a wide open layup in the half court offense there in the second overtime. It's because Buddy Heald fell asleep. Everybody saw it. And so if Buddy's not contributing, he was six. Again, I said he had 17 points tonight. Don't, don't fool yourself into believing that was a good game. He was six of 20. And that wasn't even worse than Bogdan Bogdanovich's eight and 28. And now, now that's that. Now I got it. Now I got questions about Bogey. Is, is there, is there a player on the roster more guilty of, of falling into the trap of ISO ball when the team is down than Bogdan Bogdanovich? And, and, and if there is, if there is a player who's more guilty of it, it's Buddy Heald. Because the, the belief is with all oh, with your shooter, and, and I think Doug Christie said this tonight. Well, but Buddy can get hot at any time. He he can get going. He steps in after not playing. He steps in. What was it? The 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 first overtime or second overtime? I think it was the first one. He steps in after having not played uh, through overtime and even the end of the fourth quarter. Comes in second jack up three, hit it. Like okay, well now I guess Buddy's going to be the guy. You look at that final possession. That was Buddy trying to create his own shot. Didn't work. Didn't work. He gets bailed out so often by hitting timely shots. And we just ignore the fact that, you know what? Yeah, he kind of stinks right now. And I told you when this podcast started, there's not a lot of good to take out of this. If you've gotten something good, share it with me. I take that back. I'll give you the good note. Let's go positive here because we're going to be getting to Luke Walton's press conference here uh, pretty quickly. It's the guy that we just talked about. The guy who has been the unquestioned best player on the roster. He's the bright spot in tonight's game. And I'm going to tell you about him here in just a few minutes. But right now, I'm going to tell you about mybookie.ag. You want to make your predictions a reality? MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book that makes some bets uh, for the bowl games, maybe for week 17 coming up in the NFL, or maybe just your basketball games, uh, MyBookie is where you want to go. They got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24 7 customer service team right now you could use the promo code SAC SAC to activate their offer what's their offer d well that's easy they'll match your deposit 
up to halfway. So if you want to throw in $2,000, they're going to match that up. They're going to give you an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. That's a little too steep for you? No problem. $500. Cool. They'll match it with $250. They'll throw $250 out there, give you an extra $250 to play around with. You can pull your bets together for a bigger payout. Uh, you, you can parlay wagers, uh, let you bet multiple games together. If they all come through, you win big. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. Remember, use the promo code SAC, S-A-C, to activate their offer. Uh, I've got the promo code and a link directly to my bookie right here in the description of this podcast. So if you're listening, no matter where you're listening, if it's on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Play, whatever it is, just go to the description here of the pod, uh, click on that link, uh, and have some fun. Bet, win, get paid. My bookie. Uh, Rashawn Holmes has been the best player for the Sacramento Kings this season. He was the best player for the Sacramento Kings once again tonight. 20 points for Rashawn Holmes to go along with his 18 rebounds, and he is a guy that you, his presence on the floor is very obvious. You see it. You feel it. You hear it. He has an electricity to him that gets the crowd to his feet. He might be the one player on the Sacramento Kings roster that can regularly get the crowd uh, to their feet. He has been an incredible bright spot for this frustratingly dark season for the Sacramento Kings. And again, look at the standings. The Kings aren't where you want them to be, but they're not in awful shape when it comes because the, the rest of the, the rest of the conference is down. Now, at some point, you want this team to be able to get it together, but also at some point, you maybe want a couple of these guys to stay healthy. Let's go to Luke Walton and see what he has to say after this double overtime. Frustrated. Um, but, you know, this is, this is what we talk about, and this is where we have to continue to stick together and, and fight through this and grow as a group. Uh, it was hard losing De'Aaron that early into the game, um, but I still I don't know if that's what kind of took the life out of us in the first half, but I didn't feel like that was, we were playing with the energy and intensity that, that I kind of expected to see from our group tonight. Uh, I thought in the second half, we did a much better job of, of getting back to that. So um, unfortunately, Marvin went out as well when he started getting it rolling. Um, had our chances, didn't make the plays, and uh, we'll get back to back to work, uh, practice tomorrow, and uh, keep fighting and uh, <clears throat> keep getting, you know, keep trying to get better until uh, we can get off this snide. Katie Hunter, Kings TV. Luke, that last possession, um, what did you see? Did you get what you wanted? Did you want a different pace? What was your... Well, I mean, Buddy was... <clears throat> had hit a couple shots, right? So it's, you know end of the game if I draw something up it's going to be get buddy open and let's you know at that point uh without having De'Aaron in and um you know Bowie wasn't really making making shots down the stretch we would have just got the ball to buddy anyway so uh yeah he's he's one of our best players and we get the ball in his hands and you get a chance to win that's that's what you can ask for uh it's his call whether you know he tries to go to the to the rim or not but he's you know he's confident in that jump shot of his so he got a, a pretty clean look he, you know it's nothing different uh that I would have drawn up in the, in the ATO I know that there was, I mean, just seemed like dropping like flies, first Aaron and then Marvin. Um, but throughout the game, it kind of felt like uh, it became 
ISO predominantly offensively. Do, do you feel like that is just, you know, kind of taking the punches and trying to figure out how to regroup after losing people? Or what did you see with that? Um, uh, you know, I thought we played a little too much ISO, but I, I do think it affected the group losing. I mean, we, like I said before, we plan on coming in and playing a certain way this season and you know you lose Fox and Marvin that early and you got to kind of change things around for the uh, personnel we have um, and then we got pretty good at that and and then they go out again so it's like where we've been shifting back to as far as you know playing faster open up the lane uh, all those things you know it's doesn't those aren't the same advantages for us when we don't have uh, guys like that out there. So uh, I'll look at the tape, see you know, see what happened. Um, but you know, we had plenty of chances, and give Minnesota credit, they knocked down some big shots when they had to, and uh, and we didn't. So it's uh, you know, they deserve the win, and we have to keep scrapping and fighting until you know we get our next opportunity, and then we have to be better. Luke, Sean Cunningham, ABC10. I don't imagine you have any update on either player. No, I don't. We'll get those uh, tomorrow. And then second overtime, obviously they go out that 8-2 run. Um, did you like the composure of your team during that time? Or are there things that, I mean, that kind of led to that? Or did you feel it was more issues defensively, offensively? No, we, we had a couple defensive breakdowns. Um, but, yeah, we were fine. I mean, it's the NBA. There's three. We called the timeout. I think we were down six, and there was three minutes, 33 seconds left. I mean, that's plenty of time and we proved it we came down we made a shot and we got a stop and we got uh you know trevor got a steal and buddy got a leak out so i mean it's uh they went on a run yeah and it, we're fine we answered back and gave ourselves a chance at the end marshall harris uh, cbs 13 kovr coach uh just where you are right now in the season in terms of losing five in a row and losing a couple of guys it, it is your message any different after a game like this, or will it be tomorrow in terms of just trying to get everybody rallied and t to where you need them to be mentally, I guess, focused on turning things around? Oh, yeah, no message tomorrow other than we're back at it tomorrow. We're working. I'm sorry, no message tonight after the game. Bring it in. You know, we'll, you know people get frustrated after, after losing. Uh, we'll take a look at the tape and and go back to work tomorrow there's, there's no magic to this it's it's you know hard work it's discipline it's details um and you know that's that's where we're at right now um we've been through tough stretches before we started winning i said we'd hit tough stretches again i didn't think we'd go in a five gamer uh this quickly but that's the reality of where we're at right now so it's up to us as a group uh to, to stick together and figure it out and uh, bounce back again. Luke, James Ham, NBC Sports. It looked, there was a couple of times in that game where you guys went for home runs, it felt like, as opposed to just trying to you know, get into an offensive set and do something easy. Um, is that something you need to figure out in going for the three almost every time? Yeah, it comes with experience. Um, you know, it's it, it's rarely a situation where you need a, a three, right? Um, but it's also, you know, that's where it's it's you know nice to hopefully have De'Aaron on the floor with you, so you can have the you know the either or. I mean, what's uh, you know, Buddy, Bogey, um, you know, 
two of our best offensive players are what they're be, you know they're best at shooting the ball. So they you know you get down and you kind of rely on your you know what you're most confident in uh, for them that's shooting. But um, you know there's things that we you know we we can do and should do. Look to get Harris in the ball in the post, slow it down a little bit uh, in those situations. But some of those home run plays were I mean for those guys those are open good looks so uh, it's balancing that out but yeah we I thought at times we we rushed some shots uh, down the stretch go out in there uh, what a great question by the way by James Ham there uh, towards the end of that uh, press conference uh, asking about hit you know trying to hit the home run ball perhaps you know instead of running the offense but instead of getting into a flow you would see Bogdan Bogdanovich control the ball uh, you would see Buddy Heald control the ball, and ultimately you'd see uh, a missed three come up When if you would just kind of run the possession. I understand what Luke Walton was saying right there. We were, we were never out of it. You know, we, we'd get down by six it was with, you know, what do you say, three and a half minutes? Eh, no big deal. We, they got right back into the game. It wasn't a problem. Uh, but I love that question from Ham because you, you think that a lot if you're watching the game. You know, guys come down and just jack up threes when you don't really feel like that. Even when you feel like, hey, maybe, I don't know. Maybe you go back to Rashawn Holmes in this situation. Maybe you maybe maybe you get the offense flowing again. You keep the defense honest and you put yourself in a position where you just kind of chip away at what's going on there. Uh and that and 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 that wasn't the case. And I understand what Luke is saying as well. You know, these you know, these these are decent looks uh for some of these guys. But I also don't think they come in the flow of the offense, and I think there's di- a difference between getting a decent look. Like, you look at Buddy's final shot. It was a decent look, but I think you probably could have, in the amount of time that was left, I think you probably could have done more in that situation. You probably could have had a higher percentage shot. The Kings did not shoot the ball well from three. They were 9-39. to Like, I'm fishing through the statistics, trying to find something positive to say about the Kings outside of Rashawn Holmes and his consistent good play this year. Uh, but they were nine of thirty-nine from 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 three-point range, and, and Minnesota wasn't much better. They were ten of forty-six. In fact, that's not even better. That's worse. King shot twenty-three percent. The T Wolves shot twenty-one percent. This isn't a game. I mean, Minnesota's going to get the W. We all lost. Like this was a difficult game to sit through, and then you, you got De'Aaron going out, and you're like, oh man, like okay. All right, Marvin's playing pretty well. I, I, I still like. I disagree with what uh, Luke said there a moment ago, where uh, Luke Walton was getting going, or excuse me, uh, Marvin Bagley was getting going there in the third quarter. No, he wasn't. Like he he had gotten, he had really gotten going in 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 the first quarter, and most of his production had come uh, in the first half, in the early part of the third quarter. Things had kind of settled down for him when he finally when when he exited the game with the with the I guess I guess it was the left foot injury or left leg injury um, one positive to take away I, I, I guess and it is a positive is the king shot 21 of 25 from the foul line not particularly but probably not the number of free throws you want the team to shoot in a double overtime game uh, but the fact that they hit 84 percent is a number that I, I normally don't see this team uh, get to so again I'm fishing for statistics here to to, to give to, to to make it seem like it's not so bad but the fact is, this this team is uh, seven games under five hundred. Uh, the fact is, they've lost five in a row now. Uh, they've lost five of their last seven, and you just gotta, you know, now you're looking at like, okay, well, what's what's next for the Kings? You know what I mean? And and I don't mean like what's next on the schedule. We know what's next on the schedule. 
They got the Phoenix Suns coming up at the Golden One Center on Saturday night, and they've got the Denver Nuggets um, in Denver on Sunday. So they got a back to back coming up, and you you got a team like like the like the Phoenix Suns who you know they they had lost a, a handful of games in a row. In fact, it, it it wasn't even a handful; like it was a it was a good chunk. Like they're on a seven game losing streak right now. And now you got the Kings. You know they just played the Minnesota Timberwolves, who were on eleven game losing streak. Now you've got the Kings, who are on a five game losing streak. And just a quick glance at the Western Conference, the Kings' losing streak is the second longest in the conference, and it looks like it's the third longest in the league, behind the Hawks, the Suns, and then there's uh, Sacramento there with with five straight losses. The Hawks have lost eight. Phoenix Suns, as we mentioned a moment ago, who the Sacramento Kings will play on Saturday at the Golden One Center. They've lost, they've lost seven. Uh, and now we'll wait. Again, we'll wait. We'll wait to hear about uh, De'Aaron Fox, and we will wait to hear about uh, Marvin Bagley. And we'll see where this team goes from here. I mean, it's, it's difficult. Like, you know, lo- losing De'Aaron Fox, it, it's one thing to enter the game without a player. You know what I mean? It's like the, the, the Minnesota Timberwolves entered the game without Carl Anthony Towns. They didn't game plan to have Carl Anthony Towns out there. They knew Carl Anthony Towns wasn't going to be a part of what they were doing. Uh, it's, an, it's, a, it's another thing to enter the game with someone like the Sacramento Kings did with De'Aaron Fox and lose him uh, two minutes into the game. You know, I, I think that's a difference. That, 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 create, that, that creates a situation where uh, Luke Walton has to change his strategy immediately. Um, so that's what we'll do, man. We'll, we'll sit and we'll wait. You know, we don't do a show, uh, on the, uh, first night of a back to back. So we'll be back on Sunday immediately following the Sacramento Kings and the Denver Nuggets, uh, live from Denver. And I get, you know, we've got to get Aaron Bruski here, uh, on the podcast pretty soon to see what he thinks about what's going on with the Sacramento Kings here during the season. Uh, got to make some time to get James Ham here on the show and some other guests, uh, so we'll keep pumping out the content, man. Win or lose, we're going to keep pumping out this Kings content. We appreciate you so much for tuning in. I'm sorry it's not more positive tonight. This was a tough game to watch. This was it. This this felt. I don't. I still don't feel like the Sacramento Kings are a bad team. I really don't. I know that that sounds absolutely idiotic right now, but I don't think they're a bad team. This felt like two really bad teams playing each other. And Minnesota's in a tough spot. They're playing without their best player. Sacramento was in a tough spot because they lost their best player at the beginning of the game, and then they lost another starter uh, that they expected to be there throughout in the third quarter as well. They had to make some adjustments on the way, and you would think, wow, this team is used to playing without those guys. Uh, But I think it's difficult when you have to make an adjustment at the start of the game when you had put in a game plan over the last, you know, day or whatever it's been to get ready for this game, and you had to throw that right out of the window. So we'll see what the update is uh, tomorrow on De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley. We'll see what happens when the Sacramento Kings take on the Phoenix Suns on Saturday at the Golden One Center. And, of course, we will be back with you uh, on Sunday uh, following the second night of the back-to-back against the Denver Nuggets. Remember to check out my bookie. Uh, the link is right here in the description of the podcast. If you're into gambling, uh, use the promo code SAC, SAC to activate the offer. They'll give you uh, up to 50% of your deposit. So if you put in $2,000, they'll give you $1,000 for free. If you put in $10, they'll give you $5 for free, man. That's how it works. That's how my bookie 
gets down. Uh, if you haven't rated or reviewed the podcast yet, uh, if you could just leave the rating, that would be awesome. If you got an extra 60 to 90 seconds over there on Apple Podcasts, you want to say a little something nice about what we're doing here, we would greatly appreciate that as well. Either way, we appreciate your support here uh, of the podcast. I hope you're having a fantastic holiday season. We will be back here Sunday immediately following the Sacramento Kings and the Denver Nuggets. Kings lose fifth straight loss tonight to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 105-104 to in double overtime. We'll keep our eyes and ears open for what's going on with De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley, and we will see you back here Sunday evening. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.